Didn't get enough of Batman Odyssey last week? Have we got a show for you. It's Divisive Issues. You gotta pay the troll toll. If you wanna get into that boy's hole, you gotta pay the troll toll to get in. You want the baby boy's hole, you gotta pay the troll toll. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. Alright, welcome to Divisive Issues. This is a comic book podcast where we reveal wild, wacky, crazy, kooky, and controversial issues in comics. I'm Joe Ciano. I'm Sly Crapo. And I'm Ryan Lynch. And uh, we'd like to welcome you back, or if this is your first time, um, you welcome made to a mistake. <laughs> it is a part two. This is this is part two of our review of Neil Adams' uh, Batman Odyssey miniseries. Um, if you want to know what happened in the first part, go listen to our previous episode or read the first five pages of volume two, <laughs> yeah. where Bruce Wayne will painstakingly tell you everything that happened in, in that Many. So instead of doing our opening thoughts, we're just going to tell you, listen to the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's, it's good. It's basically more of the same. I think they're collected together, so yeah. I can't imagine you only reading the second half. You read the first first half, then throw out the second half. Cut out, cut out, cut pages out and throw yeah. them out. So I feel like you might as well, but <laughs> I, I would disagree. There you go. I'm excited. All right, so. I'm sorry, it's not that bad. <laughs> to open it up. We'll get to it. So we, yeah, we're just jumping right in. So nothing you guys want to say before we get into this wacky zany. I don't know why we're not just jumping three issues into this, because I felt like very little. Because <laughs> we have important dinosaur hunting. We have important dinosaur writing for Batman to do. That's that's the best way I could tell this. is If you thought Batman Odyssey was crazy, but wish there were more dinosaurs. Oh, also, I have a correction to make from the last episode. Apparently there were dinosaurs. <laughs> do you guys Dinosaur remember? people. Yeah. So in this book... See, the reason why I'm going into this now is because... This is pretty important. It's no, supposed right? to be revealed really before. Worthwhile. Primus, who was the weird Robin knockoff, yes. if you don't remember, that's fine. <laughs> it was basically like this weird like caveman-looking Batman and a weird, ugly-looking Robin. Primus is the Robin. Primus is the, Primus weird is the Robin, Robin one. Who was the Robin to weird Batman. Yeah. The purple Batman. Yeah. Jamroth is the purple Batman. Yeah, Jamroth. They see his name a lot more in this one, which is why we all remember. This. Yeah. So Primus is, in this, revealed to be an, a hyper-evolved dinosaur. Yes. And, and they're like, oh, so that's why you had a tail. And I went back, and apparently he did have a tail that we just totally missed in the first mini No, it wasn't really drawn, though. Like, it's, it's there, not, it's but, there, but it, doesn't, it doesn't stand it. out. Yeah, it doesn't stand out Which at all. is weird. Because it a, should. Apparently he is a he's dino also, man. He's not drawn big in any of the panels either. Not all dinos are big. No, but like he's not like he's not like the, the centerpiece of a panel. Yeah, I like see He's, what you're he's very small on the page. Yes. He's always like in the background. Yeah. He's a little baby boy dino. I am really glad they made a sequel to uh, the Mario Brothers movie with the well, <laughs> dinosaur humans. <laughs> um, I, I, th- I think that's, a, that's an episode for another day. I would... Love to do the Mario Brothers movie. I have it on DVD, but I'm afraid to watch it. I didn't even know it came out. It came out on DVD. I have it on DVD. I'm afraid to watch it. <laughs> so, I'm looking at it right now, actually. On my DVD Joe really show. hated this book because he, he just wants to talk about anything. He's, looking at, he's looking at a DVD wistfully, like I could talk about that right now. It's amazing. So, so Mario Brothers. Mario Mario Brothers. Brothers. So, Mario Brothers Two: Batman Odyssey. The story opens with Batman talking to the mysterious figure from last time. Except this time the figure is actually talking back. and It's more like an actual conversation. And they just open up talking about coffee. You know, it's, Batman, more, it's more how people interact. Yeah. You know? So they have a coffee. Batman talks about his coffee maker saying, hey, so makes, makes great cappuccino, makes great coffee. Alfred hates his coffee maker. Very important stuff. And They make it seem like, I, th- I guess coffee machines are new. See, when we were reading this, I thought, when we were the first miniseries, I thought this was like present day and he's reflecting back 
But whoever he's talking to is acting like the coffee machine is this brand new, crazy, wacky, yeah. like Willy Wonka invention. It's great. Can't believe it's a machine. So I guess this takes place in the 70s? When did the coffee machines come I th- out? I think it's modern. I just think he has a really fancy, like, coffee machine. But he's Alfred surprised that it came from a machine at all. Yeah, like... He's Batman. Yeah, Batman's surprised that a lot of things happen in this story. No, but it's his reason. it's his mystery narratee that's surprised. Yeah. Coffee machines, what is this? I guess they don't have those in a um, in Atlantis. Oops. It, <laughs> Spoiler it is not Aquaman. <laughs> so I would love to ask our listeners to if you can guess who this mystery narratee is, email us while you're listening to the episode and I'll and then Finish the episode, yeah. and you'll find out if you're right. We'll give you a no prize. There, Yeah, no prize. Which there is, are, we'll send you a blank email. <laughs> and you may think, but Divisive Issues, you haven't given us any clues. Yeah, neither has this fucking book, so it's fine. <laughs> this actually, story actually gives anti-clues, because this figure has a bandage on his finger, which is an anti-clue to who it is. Yeah, and he's got red, really masculine hair. I'm sorry, hands. a red herring? Yeah. <laughs> You're missing the obvious red herring joke from a pup named Scooby-Doo. I make red herring jokes off the air at least once a day. <laughs> so so the first five pages of this, as Joe says, are recaps of the first Odyssey story. And I have to wonder, this was part of the New 52, which is DC's big, huge reboot. Imagine reading this as, as hey, I'm going to read this new Batman oh my God. story. This, this did come out at the same time as Penguin, Pain, and Prejudice, didn't yes, it? Yes, it did. Wow. I can't imagine picking you know that over this. Now, a little bit of ever. backstory that we probably mentioned last time. Mm-hmm. It was originally supposed to be a 13-issue series. They broke it into a 6- and a 7-issue miniseries. So there was a 10-month gap in release between the la- the last episode and where this episode picks up. So I understand the need for the recap because... We re- we reviewed this last week, and I have no idea what happened if I if I didn't have him recap it because some of it is crazy nonsense. Yeah, so the story opens with Arkham Asylum. The inmates are making a jail door. I want to clarify ahead of time. I did not understand what was happening, so yeah. I'm gonna assume to the best of my knowledge what was happening in the story, just like last time. Oh, and I guess we should give a very brief recap. So all that happened in the first the first miniseries of consequence was of consequence was Razal Ghul has a son called the Sensei Sensei yeah Sensei Sensei who's really old because Razal Ghul wouldn't let him use the Lazarus Pit and he's pissed about it and he's pissed about it so he wants to take over the League of Assassins and kill Razal Ghul kill Razal Ghul and to do that he becomes the head of Arkham Asylum to try to trick Batman or something I don't know and he. What does he do? <laughs> I forget. He uh, wants to kill Razagul. Yeah, so Razagul comes to Batman. That's basically, basically the part of it. And then like he's like, I want to kill Razagul. And then Batman's like, he wants to kill you. Yeah. So and then he takes a nap. Razagul yeah. goes... And Talia still wants Batman to give him a big... Oh, she also kidnapped Talia. Yeah, so... Who wants sensei, to give Batman a big sloppy kiss? The sensei... The big sense, sloosh. Yeah, the sensei kill, kidnaps Talia and the Neanderthal Batman's girlfriend... And Razogul comes to Batman and says, "You have to save them and stop the Sensei. You're the only one who could do it." And then Batman and you have to kill him. him. That's basically everything, right? I, I want to clarify: the story is called Batman Odyssey. The first half of the story has no Odyssey in it. Yeah, this, this, you can skip the first half and just read this part, and you'll get the whole plot. Yeah, but the uh, first half is. is way more fun. It the first is, half is, is the best part of this. this yeah. is... but I I did think the second half was pretty fun. So okay. I keep interrupting Sly. Okay. I apologize. So the story opens with their these uh, are making a big prison door. And um, three of them are making a gate, and one's on tea. And so he's he has a, has a teapot, he's making tea while everyone's making this prison door. And the sensei is there, 
And the woman brings him a cup of tea saying, tea, sensei? And he's like, no, my tea lies beyond the doors. Yeah, what? Beyond those doors? Hmm, they look so sturdy. Not the first door. It's poorly made. Dispose of it. And the woman just <laughs> smashes the door for fists. And who is this woman? Have we met her before? No. Nope. Will we ever see her again? Nope. No. And behind that door, big reveal. It's another big door. This one made of steel. A vault, a vault door. Of, a vault door, of steel. Yeah. It makes like three. Do they, what, what door are the guys working on? It is the fourth door down. If he breaks a shitty door, then he breaks the bank door, then he breaks a bamboo door, then he breaks another bank door, then he breaks the prison door. This must be some good tea. Yeah, fuck you. This is some chamomile extract. <laughs> I thought it's called chamomile. <laughs> one time I convinced Sly that chamomile was pronounced chamomile. <laughs> so, um, the prison. Yeah, I think it was over some jalapeno wings. <laughs> So he breaks through all these bank football doors, and the prison guard's like, oh, he can't break through his prison door. He can't break these cuffs. <laughs> and, and then Sensei makes these fucking bees show up, and they eat the door open. Oh, yeah. What, what are they? Just kidding. They don't, we don't know. I fucking know. And he never does his gun. <laughs> so I wish I had these crazy bee powers. Bees. My God. They Throughout this whole book, they just give the Sensei these crazy powers. Okay. So... He was hypnotizing the prisoners thinking their abuse coming while he was stealing their keys somehow from outside the door. He runs Arkham Asylum. Why does he have to steal these prisoners' keys? Why does he steal their keys to get tea? It's a <laughs> test of some type. But the test, after he takes the tea from them, he says, all three of you have to kill each other. And they do. It's like in the Dark Knight when the Joker breaks the pool cue. Yeah. It's just yeah. like that. But like, what's the point of the tea part if he's just going to make them kill each other anyway? It's delicious. <laughs> Who doesn't want tea? It reminds me of a Superboy story where Lex Luthor builds a time machine so he could go back in time and he convinces Superboy to steal all these leaves from dinosaur nests and he almost dies just so he could get a delicious cup of tea. Yeah. Can't believe I made that all out in one breath. <laughs> so so the, uh, one guy kills uh, the rest of them and says, yo, you are not part of my hunting pack. And he's like, what, your, your hunting pack? And he's like, oh, yes, you're going to hunt Ra's al Ghul. Time for a short nap. Father has disappeared. We'll pick up his trail in the morning, possibly under the earth. Under it? Yes, under. We shall see. The dialogue is as good as it was last time. <laughs> so does that big, does the, the guy who killed the other guys, like this guy he just convinced to come with him, does he show up again later? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So If he I, does, I, I don't remember him. Yeah. And I'm sure he doesn't last very long. Yeah. So our first glimpse of Batman. Smash cut. Smash Batman. cut. Our first glimpse of Batman's story. This is your first appearance of Batman if you read this as part of the 52. Because it is a number one. Yeah. It's a number one issue. It's Batman on a giant bat. Fighting a bunch of guys riding dinosaurs. It's awesome. You can't tell me that Batman riding giant like pterodactyls fighting T-Rexes isn't the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> so look me in the eyes and tell me that's not the coolest it thing is ever. Close. It, it is was, the coolest thing. It was okay. Joe. <laughs> Joe was very negative on this. this Joe. He's he's. I can't think of a joke. <laughs> I was trying to make. I was trying to combine anti-Semite with dinos. <laughs> Anti-dinite. Uh, so Batman jumps on these riders to steal their uh, guns. Now, there's no exposition telling us why he's yeah. fighting dinosaurs. Yeah, so he says, good, let's see how quickly we can unload this gun. Then, let's see how quickly we can unload you. <laughs> and then he throws him off the dinosaur. Oh, that's so cool. And uh, then the dinosaur, he tries to ride the dinosaur, but the dinosaur bites his cape and uses his cape to basically hum around and smash him against a rock. And um, then we flash back, and then while Batman's on this rock, and he's like, he says... Oh, it was another bad day. Not that I wasn't comfortable. I was very comfortable dangling from this rock. <laughs> I was wedged between two rocks, hanging. Oh. It was nice, really. Until the blood started rushing to my head. These three issues where it's just him riding dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, the way... 
because I read this book last, the way I kind of read it, like, I almost... It's so unnecessarily wordy. Yeah. Every and, like, fucking issue is unnecessarily wordy. No, but, like, at least, like, I, the words were essential to the plot. Yeah, I, now, I yeah. argue that. This is, this is just him, like, trying to, like, put words over his, like, art. My, my theory is... Because there needs to be, like, this... Yeah. These three issues would just read almost so much better My if they were just like wordless. And I, I would love you. to read a wordless issue with just smash cuts of Batman fighting dinosaurs and then back to him in the Batcave. I think it would have worked, <laughs> worked, worked better if it was like he stopped trying, if like if he didn't overwrite these scenes. Because I feel like he did this beautiful art sequence. Like, well, I have to put words here now. Better put a lot of them. I have a theory about this whole book that I'm gonna wait till we get to the end to I'll, discuss. I'll say my theory. My theory is Neil Adams drew the picture, cool pictures and later on came up with the script. We're looking at the pictures, and since he worked in Bronze Age where there's a lot of words still, he probably thought you, you write a lot of words and then actually go story, right? I think someone else was supposed to script it, and then they saw it and they were like, oh, "I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> you do it." <laughs> so, um, Obama's blood is rushed to his head. He flashbacks. Back to the way Manor before. Actually, took a nap in the last last segment, and before he took on his Odyssey. I like to think it was a ten month nap, and that's why the book <laughs> is, the book had that break. Yeah. So. Um, so everyone go about their business for the next ten months while Master Bruce takes his nap. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Batman and Roz bitch at each other because Roz wants to go to Underworld with him. Batman's like, no, I'm going by myself with with Purple Batman. Purple Batman. This is, not, this is now in the reveal. No, not, this is this is, not, this is still not even the time to reveal he's a dinosaur. This, this, this that happened. comes later. Yeah, that but comes later. I, we were supposed to know that because he has a big tail. <laughs> that big foreshadowing. I guess. And uh, Robin is like, I want to go with you. And Bam's like, no, fuck off, Robin. Yeah. And, uh, and the re- Oh, this is another thing that happened in the first miniseries. Yeah. He's, Batman doesn't want him to come with it because it's revealed that the sensei killed Robin's parents to test him so he could become a ninja or something. And Batman's like, Robin can't find out yet. I don't want him to know. The sensei killed his parents. It's too dangerous. He has to stay home. I don't get... I didn't, th- I didn't comment on this because there's so many things I don't comment on. Recruiting assassins by killing trapeze artists and their parents. Yeah, because they also did the exact same thing to Deadman. That's sort of the only reason I feel like he did this is you want to link Robin and Deadman. You, okay. you want to make Deadman somewhat crucial. You want to give Deadman a reason to be here. Well, Deadman was his big DC character breakout. Yeah. But yeah. Deadman has no reason to be here otherwise, other, other than Exactly. Than so that's why he does it. But like, but like, I'm just imagining Russell Gould going to Barney and, and Bailey's circus and saying, ah, these are my new recruits. Well, he does that as like a sick joke. Like it just makes him like laugh inside. Ha <laughs> 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 dead trapeze. Welcome aboard. Yeah, so basically Batman's like, you stay. And Russell Gould's like, I guess. And Alfred like mm. blows him off and he's like, whatever, drink your tea, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, while Rosal goes moping in the Batcave, Alfred goes and explains to Robin that Primus is uh, a dinosaur. Yeah. And Dead Man occupies Alfred's body for no reason whatsoever to say the same story. Well, doesn't he eventually, Dead Man convinces Robin to go with him? Oh, maybe I don't, I don't fucking know. I, I keep forgetting when when and when uh, Dead Man's people's bodies. And, yeah, whatever. And, and eventually, I, basically, Robin's whole scene is him being like, oh, I can't believe Batman left. And then Dead Man either convinces him or tries to convince him not to. But either way, Dead Man and Robin go to the underground later. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess it, from the Batcave to go down to the underworld, which is where the dinosaurs are, 
and uh, Primus and uh, we assumed it was attached to the back case. Right? I think it is. I, there's nothing. To it feels like it. There's nothing it feels to like it. Not. Yeah. So and Jamroth else is in the back cave. Why not that? A giant penny, a dinosaur, a lot of dinosaurs. Jamroth explains that down there they have TV and they have internet and they know about Batman in our world, and that's where he got the idea to be a purple Batman. Yeah. So he. It all implies that they've met before. Does it? I I uh, thought so. Uh, I didn't. It, 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 it seemed that. like you he, read it the most recently. Okay, so Joe's position is that he, it, 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 it seemed like it seemed like he taught this guy a little bit. I don't fucking know. Whatever. I could be wrong. You could I, be right I could, too. I could, I could be right, and, and, and it's hard, we could be both right and wrong, and it'd be hard to tell. So yeah. that's the end of issue one, right? That's all that happens. Yeah, that's all that happens. Yep. So now back to Bruce Wayne telling. I feel very story. vindicated in my judgment of. Yeah. <laughs> So back to Bruce Wayne having his mystery story. This time he's in a sweet Green Lantern yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, well, he put on the shirt finally. It's a Green Lantern shirt because uh, uh, Neil Adams has to reference his Green Arrow, Green Lantern run somehow. I think the comics code was like, this guy's chest is too hairy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're like, oh, we have to go find their mounts. And uh, you have to go through trolls to do it. And yeah, why? They have to pay the troll toll yeah, they yeah. to get through it. <laughs> they got to pay the troll toll if they want to... I, I, get in that underworld hole. Yeah. So and the trolls and them are like are like dicks to each other. The trolls are like useless feckle stuff without reason for being away away. And Jamro's like twist your wretched forms to the ground, you vile useless dirt biting scum, or your lives are forfeit. You know, I was disappointed that they didn't use uh, the best DC troll, Joe. <laughs> so uh, they give him some silverware, and the trolls are like, "Oh wow, silver! This has got to be great." Yeah, and, it's like the fucking Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, they pay the troll toll. <laughs> And so now that they get, that's when they get, Batman gets access to the bats. And uh, is there any reason why they had to show us them fighting the dinosaurs first? I was going to ask exactly. And then flash back to that. Do you think there's any reason to that? Do you think that someone picking up an issue one, you got you got to entice the reader. You, you got to entice it with the, he's going to be riding dinosaurs soon. You, you established the premise early on, which is Batman is going to be not doing anything of substance and riding dinosaurs for a while. I'd like to think that a, a Neil Adams starstruck intern was bringing the finished pages to DC and drop them and mix them up. <laughs> so while this is happening. Uh, Batman knows, knows that uh, Jamroth keeps calling him Master, and he says, oh, yeah, this is what he explains. Uh, you're, my, you're my Master. You've taught me everything. I love you, Batman. He's like, no, I just I saw you on the internet. Yeah. All right, all right, so was it okay to be confused when he calls him Master and stuff? Uh, like, it was more of an apprentice relationship? That's fair. That's oh, fair. I see what you're saying. I okay. think he just, like, respects him a he lot. He just respects him a lot, I think. Maybe yeah. Alfred's his favorite character yeah, on yeah. all his Batman internet shows, and he calls him Mad. You know, I feel, like, I feel like by the end of the story, we'll figure out which one of us. Yeah. So, that's now, correct. At this point, they start calling the purple Batman Batman, right? Yeah, Bat-Man. Bat-Man. So, can we just call him, like, Bat-Man? Bat-Man. Bat-Man. So, uh, Batman, for some reason, these guys are racist, because Batman's, like... Oh, uh, these these writers are not involved dinosaurs like you, and they're like, oh, them uh, the evolved monkeys are more like it. So and like the the dino people hate the trolls, and they hate the monkey people. And they hate the monkey people who are like I don't know. There's so, a lot of subspecies, and they all kind of look the same. I still don't know if trolls and gnomes are different in this world. I don't. That's a good question. Yes, they are. <laughs> Joe said it as if he's like looking up his Neil Adams gnome database. Gnomes. But uh, they, actually... they mentioned the gnomes without showing the gnomes, which is why it's really confusing. Thought... And then they show the gnomes. I thought gnomes was like a racial slur for trolls at the beginning. No, no, Deadman corrects it because Deadman knows all about the yeah the underworld. Although it's not the actual underworld, it's just 
it's just the other under one the is world. like is like are, if you're familiar with the Savage Land in Marvel, it's this just, is yeah. it's essentially that. Except it's instead that, of Antarctica, it's underneath the ground. It's that, but instead of Kazar, it's filled with LSD. <laughs> so um, uh, they actually recapped the entire page where Batman gets thrown off his mount, so making the entire intro flashback pointless. Oh, uh, it was pretty awesome, so I'm fine with it. So, um, then they have another flashback. They have flash forward to... So it just gave me the worst look. I, I, I stand by my statement that you can skip three issues and it'll be fine. <laughs> they flash forward to, to Batman and Primus looking for Batman. Then they flash back Wait, to... Hyphen Man and Primus or Batman and Primus? I'm gonna call Jamrock. Fuck you, Ryan. Jamrock? Whatever. Jam- <laughs> purple Batman and Primus. <laughs> I guess it's Purple Batman. Purple, purple Batman, Batman and Primus are looking for Batman. And they flash back to what happened to Batman after he got from the rock. And Batman's trying to steal steal another uh, raptor. And while he's doing it, he says, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I, <laughs> I like love the, it. I like that Joe tried to slow down Slide. So I was like, nope. Gonna disregard the song and just plowing through this plot. <laughs> no, I think that's fine. Yes, he should. <laughs> Joe was adding dramatic theme music. <laughs> <laughs> So he, so he, got, he can't focus on this plot and anything else because it's too crazy. So he got the dinosaur, and then the di- then it's a good thing he got the dinosaur because Amiga gets killed by the natives. Okay, Joe. The natives all murder the dinosaur. Yeah, whatever. Good riddance. Good riddance to bad dinos. And then they meet a bunch of other d- dinosaur people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, another Batman, but this isn't purple Batman, ba- uh, Bat hyphen man. This isn't <laughs> our Batman. Who's this Batman? Oh, uh, is this Batman wearing hockey pants? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they're like, oh, this is a pussy Batman. Let's beat him up. And then Batman just like, oh, no, you won't. And he beats him up instead. Is this when he rips his helmet off? His cowl off, and he's like, "Does he have a disguise like this, or is that later?" Uh, I think it's close to this. It's basically the same exact scene where they're like, "You're a purple Batman. He's a master of disguise." And then he's like, "Does he have a disguise like this?" And he pulls his head off, his his cowl off. His head off. He pulls his head off. He pulls his cowl off, and he doesn't look like a crazy Neanderthal man. And they're like, oh, "You're not purple Batman. You're real Batman. You're yeah. Batman, Batman." <laughs> so then they, they're, they're, I'm not wearing hockey. <laughs> So then, uh... I'm so glad you like that reference. It's my favorite. I love that, actually. So then Primus shows up with, with, with Jamroff, and Primus reveals he's Prince Primus. He's a prince of these people. Uh, he's running around like in the fucking Robin costume, whatever. It's not a Robin costume. It has a P instead of an R. Oh, It's a cosplay, Sly. It's not a costume. Yeah. And then, uh... <laughs> and you said that Dead Man convinced Robin... I think Deadman might have tried to convince him to not go, and he went. He anyway. went anyway. So I, th- I think Dead- Bruce tries to convince him to not go. So, Dead- so Robin goes to to the underworld anyway. So making so Deadman's entire in- infiltration of Robin pointless. I'm um, infiltration of whatever. Infiltration Whoa, of that was a different scene. <laughs> infiltration of Alfred. I think the uh, the Deadman penetration scene really <laughs> stood out to me. And then the natives start eating dinner, and um, Batman's like, oh, you're eating dinosaurs? And they're like, yeah, but they're, they're dumb animals. And he's like, yeah, but they're your ancestors. That's like us eating monkeys. And and Prime's like, oh, but some humans eat monkeys. And it's like, like a PSA where it's like, but some people, some different cultures to eat monkeys. And Batman's like, yeah, some of us do but eat surely monkeys. surely some people <laughs> eat monkeys. Some of us do eat monkeys, cats, and dogs, so I guess it's fine that we're eating these dinos. Doesn't he snap at them right afterwards? Yeah, he does. He's like, ha ha, yes, yes. It's true. Some people eat monkeys and dogs and cats, and we eat everything, and we to do it, we kill everything. And Jamma's like, Batman, are you alright? Like, yeah, I'm alright. But then this piece of shit right here, and just starts pointing around at people saying, You're a piece of shit. 
Batman has like really big problems with the fact that he's like surrounded by these people who are kind of on Ra's al Ghul's side, but not really. Yeah, he's I like, think Batman is treating this like a bad trip, and he's just like, whatever. Batman's like, oh, what a nice civilized place. Like, wait, wait, you all condone Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. I hate you. He yeah. does this again later with a he bunch does. of scientists. He does this. I think he does it like one other time. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, apparently he's mad at them because they're taking the dinosaurs. And he's like, your animals are being taken and used in front of your eyes. And one guy's like, we are fighting back. Are you really? You are on the ground and they are on your mounts. But they are tr- killers, trained killers, and so are you. But we kill for food, and it keeps going on. But he's like, "You're a piece of shit." But like, we're not. We're not yeah, assassins. We're literally not assassins. Yeah, Batman's really mad at them. The fact that like they're not like military grade like assassins, and the yeah. people they're fighting who take their dinosaurs and resources are. It's like you need to stand up for yourselves and do stuff. I'm Batman. Yeah, and he's like calling them all murderers because they like eat other living things. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, he's like they're somewhere between like. It's somewhere between, like, you know, like, being murderers but not being murderers enough. Yeah. Like, I don't get his argument yeah. at all in this whole book. Ever. <laughs> so, and then he points to random people saying, oh, yeah, and you betrayed the, uh, uh, whatever the fuck you guys are, uh, Hapak, and you Pitakatak. And this is the first time we ever met these characters, and he's pointing them like he knows it's them. It's the only time we ever meet these characters. Yeah. And these guys apparently, he's like, oh, I see you names. I, you, I, I see you've got all these new wives. Where'd you get them, huh? And he's like, oh, the Raza Ghoul pay you off of these wives to steal your horses. Oh, because um, Batman's under the impression that these people have kidnapped Talia, right? No, not these people. But so he just hates these people indiscriminately? No, no because... Is, is he yelling at the people they've captured or no, the townspeople who he criticized for not being murderous No, enough, he's basically... But also being murderers. Basically, he's mad that the raptors are being ridden by Rosal men, not by his, by these people. What? Is this supposed to be a, like, metaphor for something? Like... No, I just think... Imperialism ba- or something? There has to be something. No, I don't... I just, I just think he's crazy. And they're like, what's the big deal? Like, we plant food. There's plenty for all. We don't need, we don't need the animals. And he's like, this is the, the medical deal. We got we got food for ourselves. We got wives. And we don't have to fight, fight the Rosman. We don't have to fight these raptors. It's great. And Batman's like, no, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's really mad at these people for like... Because Ros- the way I got Rosal seemed to be the previous overlord of this place. And it seems like he's mad at them for siding with Ra's al Ghul and letting hit him... But he's working with Ra's al Ghul Exactly. Right Exactly, while his butler waits hand and foot up for uh, and serves Ra's al Ghul tea. He's not serving him. House. He told Ra's al Ghul to fuck off and left him with that tea yeah. or whatever. He still brought him tea. That <laughs> tea. And tea. That might have been the tea that you have to go through four steel doors for. <laughs> so, so Batman's basically like saying, like, "Oh, you're letting evil happen while you're doing this, and that makes you evil. Fuck you all." And then after he says this, they're like, "Okay, I guess you're right, Batman." And they, they, they murder. Uh, they start murdering the two guys. It's the like, POWs. And they're like, wait, wait, what What are you doing? No, no, don't do that. No, no, don't. Wait, wait, that's not the way. Whoa, oh, oh, Lord. Um, This is very bad. This is very, very bad. I knew this was going to be a good day. As, as he stands in front of the, like, the, over like these two murdered bodies of yeah. like the POWs. That he convinced them to murder. Of, of, like, for not being murderous enough. And this is a fact anything else later on. Like, they're murderous... Nothing factors in. We, I think we should stop saying that because literally nothing factors into anything. Here's the thing. The funny part is, like, in the previous book, I kind of, like, I could at least, like, there are parts of Batman that I could recognize as, like, previous decades. Like, the only thing... This is the I, future of Batman. <laughs> this is what Batman will one day become if we are lucky. Yeah. This, this is a new... This would have been Nolan, yeah. Nolan movie number four. No, 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 but, no, but we get to, like... <laughs> part of me thinks this is, like, the World War II Batman... 
who like you know like was like the war hero but he goes on a long rant about how he doesn't he'll never take a life and like no but eventually later on though when he gets to the um the big battle scenes that is the only place i could place this batman and even then i don't think it's a great like homage to him you don't think this is great i said great homage honestly this book isn't great is it great i agree i think it's great I think it's a. <laughs> so, I can take. S stands for excellent. Huh? No, no, like, like here's, <laughs> like, like while this, while this was out, like, while I found this part still kind of outlandish. I, I thought it dragged a whole lot more than the first one did, and it wasn't crazy enough for me. If it, does that make sense? No, I, I, I understand. I think it's crazy enough. It's just that, um, it's just, it's just so crazy to have to have a grounding in it for me in the beginning, like, it, it, like. Like, like I like the first part because it's familiar Batman and then crazy twists on it. Well, this is Batman fighting rap, this crazy shit happening. Like you have no grunting whatsoever, so the crazy shit doesn't have much impact for you in, for me in the beginning. I also feel like even though I really enjoyed the second half, I feel like the first half was like a roller coaster where every issue was a totally crazy different story. Yeah. Where this is seven issues of the same story, yeah, and it's exploring crazy things in the same plot, which makes it much easier to follow but harder to. Page turn. This feels like yeah. after the first half, somebody went to um, uh, Neil Adams and said, "You have Calm to, down. you have to tell a good st- actual story of this, of this Maybe book." Maybe that's why there was that big break. Maybe he had to like rework it. Yeah, to actually write an actual script. Like, holy shit, what the fuck is this concept? I liked <laughs> it better the first one. So then, uh, so then Robin uh, goes, follows Batman down to the underworld, and he's uh, taking like a different path. He runs into all these like, you know, he goes back. To, he goes to the trolls too. He goes to the trolls. Troll and, two. <laughs> the troll toll. He goes to the troll and then. Uh, to pay the troll tollies, they bite him, and they're like, they, oh. But they're like, give me a little nibble. Nick. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just a little nip. Please, don't, uh, no need to be rude. We're just looking for a little nip. You'll hardly miss it. Or he's like, oh, I'll miss it, you dirtbag. Just like you're, fa- you're going to miss your face in a minute. And then he punches the guy. And, and it twists his head around and yeah. snaps his neck. Yeah, so that guy's dead. He's, he's just <laughs> Unless trolls are like owls and can have their heads turn almost entirely around. He's probably dead. He uh, looks really dead. Neil Adams has done nothing to imply that trolls are like owls. <laughs> but trolls are like gnomes. Are gnomes like owls? Can we transitive this where trolls are owls? <laughs> Correlation. That reminds me of a parody comic where everyone's animals and there's a spy breaking into a place and he snaps everyone's necks to break in. Then he tries to snap the owl's neck and the owl just looks at him and just shoots him in the back. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Is that the- a new Pixar movie? <laughs> <laughs> Zootopia 2. <laughs> Zootopia 2? <laughs> So then, uh, Batman, uh, Robin's just being the shit of these guys, and then Dead Man shows up, and now he's tangible. And, cause... So he's usually a, a corporeal ghost. Yeah. yeah. Now he's like a full dude. But people can't see her here. Yeah. And now he's solid, okay. and they, they put some, like, wiki-walkie, like, oh, well, in certain places and stuff, I can be... The you magnetic know, field of the Earth something, or something. Something, something, something. I can be, you know solid for a period of time yeah. in like the right location. He seems very surprised about it at first yeah. and then immediately has an explanation. Yeah. And then and then uh he's he has a frying pan out of, out of nowhere and he's just being the shit out of people for frying pan and Robbins just stops and watches him and says, Frying pan's a very good idea. And if you didn't know he's gonna be intangible, where do you get a frying pan from? His butt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> where do you keep your pots and pans, Sly? So then they get the bats from the people after being the shit out of them. And um, and then they get the bats, and they ride the bats. <laughs> From the trolls, not the gnomes. From the trolls. Not the gnomes yet. I was confused by the gnomes yeah. trolls dynamic. Because gnomes... Robin calls them gnomes. But they're not gnomes. But, they're not but gnomes. later they're on, troll. they'll introduce gnomes. Yes. Yeah. And not David the gnome. 
Do you guys remember David the Gnome? Yeah. I, remember, I remember the last episode where he died. Is that a thing? Yeah. What? <laughs> I haven't finished. I haven't, it's not the last season's not on Netflix yet. You spoiled David the Gnome. What's David the Gnome? It's some <laughs> show from like the late eighties. It's like a really, go, really goofy kids show. And the last episode is like he has to die, so it's, it's him and his wife saying goodbye to everyone, and his wife's crying like, "I don't want to die, David. I want to die." And then they die at the end. What the fuck? Do they get stepped on? Like I don't know. It's like it's like they they they, they live too long or something like that. I forget. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my god! I think we have to do an episode on David the Gnome! <laughs> <laughs> so then Batman meets these random people, and it's Merlin and two aliens. And it is like a oh, comical... Oh no, it's Sylvester. It's not Merlin. It's a comical looking Merlin. He has Merlin. a name. His name, is, his name is, Merlin's name is Sylvester. He's in like a bright blue robe with like stars and moons all over He is the atypical like wizard. From like a My Little Pony cartoon. Yeah. I've never seen My Little Pony. Um, there, if it was it? My Little Pony cartoon, he'd be a pony, Ryan. Okay, what's his? Sh- he's like a Smurfs wizard. If he was a Smurfs wizard, he'd be blue, Ryan. Okay, I'm saying he's a wizard in the Smurfs world, like Garugamesh or whatever that guy's name is. Ryan, that's really dumb. Gargamel. Okay, Gargamel. You're sounding stupid. You should probably stop. <laughs> Fine, I won't <laughs> keep talking about late '80s cartoons. Anymore. Speaking of late '80s cartoons, he's uh, like a wizard from Transformers. No, he's not, Ryan, because he'd be a Transformer then. Okay, it looks like a wizard and alien action figures from a from a four year old's toy box. Yeah, correct. And uh, so then Batman nailed it. About time, Ryan. Done in one. <laughs> they never explain who these guys are really, and they have Batman has a conversation with, with, with Merlin. He's also like, Sylvester, the Merlin wizard, is a jazz magician, and he just they mentioned that offhandedly, and he just talks in like hip slang yeah, from the seventies. I was gonna read this line. Batman's like Sylvester, yo, clarinet, right? Right on, Hal. Lip. All right. The magic, it's real. It drove us underground. Modern witchcraft. Got it. Cool. That's all, that's all the explanation they give about so this. So weird. I really, am, like, I really have to imagine that like these are all characters who showed up somewhere in like Neil Adams' prior work. And Maybe. he's bringing Maybe. him here. If, I, if anyone see, is really well-versed in Neil Adams, please shoot us an email. If Neil Adams wants to shoot us an email. Tell, tell us about the know. Sylvester... The ma- the jazz playing magician, and we will read that comic because we actually love this. You know, Do you know I, I would pay top dollar for a full annotated Batman Odyssey? I think that would be wonderful. Mr. Dio, this is this is going out to you. <laughs> DC, make this happen. Give DC. me an absolute. I will pay one hundred and twenty-five dollars for one of those giant hardcovers of an annotated. He bought the Final Crisis one. He will absolutely Final do Crisis this. One's beautiful. It comes with 3D glasses, Joe. So he <laughs> bought 3D? it. It's in 3D. It's not important. Okay, two, two issues, issues are. are, and they're the best two issues. So uh, Smurfs, right? Then Smurfs. They, <laughs> then they fight uh, the Sensei's men, aka Roz's former men, or something like that. I don't know the, the power dynamics in this Game of Thrones <laughs> scenario. They have uh, Sensei takes a lot of the League of Assassins. So uh, also uh, later on, it's revealed that most of the men are actually Roz Ghoul's men, and Roz Ghoul's men are actually the Sensei's men. So it doesn't matter. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> so so Batman's fighting, but he doesn't want to kill people. Meanwhile, uh, Purple Batman's like has a big machine gun, a big gallon gun, he's just mowing down people, saying, come on, this is an equal opportunity destroyer. Yeah, what? And then, this is when Batman realizes he has super strength down here, because the gravity is so low, and he picks up a tank and throws at people, and he's like, lord, it's like bowling. Uh, for the record, gravity is indirectly related to the square of the distance between them, so as you get closer to the center of mass, and as the core gets more dense, the gravity should be stronger, not weaker. Just like that, my bachelor's in physics is worth it. 
Batman's just having a field day, like, flipping over tanks. He'd be like, oh my god, this is great. I can't believe I realized this just now. This is what it's like to be Superman! <laughs> and then... Martha! Martha. <laughs> and then, um... Save Martha. <laughs> then the mission is three of the banished mages join forces against an armored vehicle. It was no direct assault. These two other mages, I don't even think show up in the previous page. Nope. And they didn't yeah. mention there were banished mages. Where were they banished from? Don't Why? worry about it. And they never show up again. It's the last time they were mentioned. Yeah. And the aliens didn't even show up in the fight. So no, the aliens just show up for that one scene and disappear. And then uh, 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 Sensei shows up, and he's like, "I will. I simply challenge you, master to master." And they want, he wants a one-on-one duel with Batman, and he takes off his shirt and one v one me. One v one me, noob. <laughs> you call me noob. You, you say, say I, I noob. I one v one you. <laughs> NVM G two G. That is. Literally what happens in this fight. They say, one we, one we. They fight for a little bit and tie. And Sensei goes, never mind. And ba- and then leaves. And Batman lets him leave. And he tells the narrator, I'll tell you what we talked about later. Yeah. But there's one scene where Batman has his blades out from his, for his, uh, you know. And if you watch Batman Begins, you know, he uses his blades on his uh, gloves. as like on his forearms. On his forearms as, as a way to catch blades, catch like knives and stuff. His forearms. Yeah. <laughs> he was a spider Batman. <laughs> But um, he has him. He has him open, and he retries some in the middle, saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot." And uh, Sensei's just like, "A wise man forgets nothing." And then the blazers are back in the next panel. So what was the point of that scene? Yeah, he forgot. Batman's like, "You know what? You're right. Fuck you. I'm using the blades." <laughs> so then, you're right. I remember now. And then Batman punches him in the face, and uh, he says, "Had I drawn blood?" And Sensei's like, "Did you expect blood?" "Yes. Uh, you're a man of great control. There should have been blood." So he has so much control that he doesn't even bleed. That's that's a thing that you could do, I guess. There you go. So then, uh, ba- uh, as someone who's gotten like three paper cuts today, not today, this past couple of days, I wish I could just not bleed everywhere. All Ryan the time. is not a man of great control. <laughs> and then since he's mad about him because Batman's like, you have to kill me, and Batman's like, I'm not gonna kill you, and then he walks off, and a bunch of other guys try to stop him, and he just one shots him as they're trying to stop him. Like he like alters them without even like. Touching them. Yeah, a rocket flies at him. He makes redirects of a fist. Yeah. What were these powers while he was fighting Batman? How was Batman able to hold anything to this guy? I don't know. So then Batman's like, I miss Robin. At the end. <laughs> end, of, end of issue. Yeah, at the end of his, like, capade through, like, this warfare, he's like, God, I miss Robin. Well, Robin's going to come back with a bang soon. And then, so then here's what Dead Man explains. Those were trolls, not gnomes. And he's like, no, here are gnomes that we're going to meet. <laughs> it's, it's very, very... Good to have people call people what they aren't, what they aren't, so that they don't want to be confused when they meet what they actually Neil, are. Joe pointed this out a lot. Neil Adams does this thing a lot in this book, where he has a reveal that means nothing to us, and then later on, like two pages later, he'll explain it like that was his dad or like something. Yeah. that's like what? that was his mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get a thing, a reveal, and then the whole cut. The next issue will be like the conversation with. Uh, the mystery person, and he's like, that was actually such and such a thing that we did. Sometimes Here's this plot device, the explanation of that cliffhanger from the Sometimes it's even part. in the same issue. Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, someone will die, and then someone will be sad about it, and then it'll, two pages later, he'll be like, that was his son. It's like, why don't you tell me that first? Yeah. yeah. So I can feel something? So I can feel any kind of emotion for this, as yeah. opposed yeah. to, like, that. So then, uh, Boston, Brand, Deadman, and uh, Robin hijack some birds. Then they crash the birds. And then they fly him again. Oh, I guess I guess they're taming them. I don't know, whatever. But then, um, so they they, they have to part ways because Deadman. I don't think it was like in Avatar where they have to put their plugs into the things. Before they <laughs> yeah, fly this them. is the Deadman penetration scene I was talking about. I see, Robin. 
Uh, so <laughs> then uh, they split off because that man has to do something I still don't understand. He has to get a key, I think. I don't know. And then uh, he does. He has to get a key. And then he's got to see a guy about a dog. So this is they have internet down here. Robin checks his iPhone. So this is a world with iPhones, but not coffee makers. Yeah. So, so then Robin realizes because he looks up and finds out Bassam Band was killed. He by Google's. Dead man. Yeah, and then he finds out he was tra- he died by trapezing. Just Google. And he's it. like, my parents would die by trapezing. The League of Assassins was to kill them as a test for the League of Assassins. That's why my parents died too. I made this logical leap by the one helping me. This makes perfect sense. He's a great detective. World's greatest detective. Has anyone seen the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> so, th- so Batman goes to the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, he's like, Library of Alexandria, this is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, because they saved it. It's underground. They have a lot of stuff, apparently, in this city, like the internet and scientists. No, it's, it's not the internet. It's the intranet. I'd really like to think that this is crazy old Neil Adams. Not crazy old Maurice. <laughs> crazy old Neil Adams' view of how the internet works, that, like, he just assumes that our internet is run by, like, dinosaurs <laughs> underground. That's all Reddit is. Yeah. <laughs> Then Batman looks at all this, these cool shit. He's like, "Wow, this is great internet, uh, TV." Uh, and then he looks at the. He notices all the people from that work. You still work at Wayne Tech, and he's like, "They're humans." Yeah, they're humans. They're not dinos like, or trolls or gnomes or ape people or whatever. He's like, "Wow, you know, you all disappeared with your families. Now you're here." And, and he recognizes every single person. Yeah. Even though they've been disappeared for like 40 years. And he's like, "And the most amazing thing is, none, not one of you are under 85 years old." And he's like, "Yes, yes, Razzle Gomez is young." And they all, look, yeah, they all look young. Yeah, And then, right. like, just like before, you ran around me, switches, saying, "Yes, Razzle Gomez, you're young, you piece of shit." Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. And he criticized them for like ha- raising their children down here. Well, apparently, they did bad stuff. So they, Did Ra's they? al Ghul offered them like asylum. Uh, I, One I of them at they least. Were, they worked for Ra's al Ghul, and I think that the point of both Batman's tirades is that not stopping a Batman from doing bad things, you're doing bad things yourself. He also says that... But he switches so fast, yeah. and he gets so mad at them. He also says that like you guys did bad things, and Ra's al Ghul offered you this asylum down here, and you've condemned your children and grandchildren to the same life underground without their, like, they don't know the world above to make this decision. So they were parents. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Screw you, Batman. They're like he's he's kind of pushing for them to do like that Amish thing where they spend a year in the regular world and see if they still want to be it's Amish. A year? It's like two. It's like two weeks. I don't know. I'm not. I know, okay. If there was there a late '80s children's cartoon about the Amish, Joe? I don't know anything about it. GI Amish. GI Amish. So the next thing, next scene is uh, Dead Man's beating up the shit out of. A... <laughs> Can we just think about G.I. Amish for one second? How awesome an idea that is. I'm picturing the Sumbo animation. <laughs> Snake Eyes is just an Amish guy who doesn't talk. <laughs> it just it just cuts to a dead man fighting the Troll King, and um, this man's really having his way with the Troll King. Yeah, he's just shed the Troll King, and then he takes a key. This is the first time you ever see the Troll King. First time you ever see the key. First time you ever see. It, it's not the Troll King. It's the Gnome King. What? I don't fucking know. This it's point. the Gnome King, Sly. I, I I'll take. What's, it, is, what's his name? Etchik or whatever? Epoch. Yeah, it's, that's Gnome King. Okay, so Epoch. <laughs> gnomes, gnomes and trolls are exactly alike, except one has a slightly lighter shade of skin color, I guess. But the uh, inking is so heavy on this book. It's yeah. so hard to tell. So, uh, Demon gets the key, and he's like, yeah, yeah, take the key, get the fuck out of here. It's, it's the Gnome King, though. What the fuck? <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, and then he's like, yeah, no, that's yeah. important. It's the Gnome King. It's not the Troll King. It's the Gnome King. A King. Epoch. It's the Gnome King. Epoch says Why would the Gnome you say King. It? Epoch. Say what kind of king he is. The Gnome King. <laughs> there we go. 
Thank you. <laughs> the Gnome King <laughs> says, go on, get, take the key, get the fuck out of here. And, and Dead Man's like, oh, I will return. Count on it. And I will bring two furies of such of such race that every kin you call yours will fall before them like metal in the hottest forge. And you will do their will and forever tremble when you hear their names. What? What are the two names? So I, that I may know them. Hombre Morcelgo and Flerdeman Man. Hombre Morcelgo and Flerdeman Man. <laughs> so, can you explain to me what this fucking has to do with anything? So Dead Man is threatening the Gnome King and saying, if you don't do right by your people, I will bring two gods from the surface to destroy you. And then he goes, let like basically the Gnome King is saying, tell me their names so I can worship them from afar and try to earn their favor before you bring their wrath upon us. And Dead Man says gibberish words, and the Gnome King repeats them, and I think Dead Man's fucking with them, and he's like, I'm going to start a whole fucking religion down here with the Gnome King. <laughs> I think I would, I would, it'd run if uh, Fran Salvich Skalnoskovichki from Dodgeball. <laughs> I'd, I, I wish it was Art Vandal. <laughs> so, so, so Robin shows up with Dead Man just for no reason except to say, I'm going to go after Roz, even though I was going to do it before. The sensei. Oh, what a sensei, whatever. And Fly, then... you don't know the difference between Roz and the sensei. You don't know the difference between trolls and gnomes. You don't know the difference between Batman and Purple Batman. Why are you doing this? Why are you, you running this? Ryan? You're, you're really on the ball last like last episode. I <laughs> yeah, when, when I thought Batman this. was going up the train, I thought Batman was doing this and that. Oh, All right, just... take it back. Yeah, you're awful. <laughs> you just flew too close to the sun, my boy. Yeah. And now you are swimming with the gnomes. <laughs> So then they go and fight Sensei. Robin goes to fight Sensei. Demi goes to meet Batman. Saw so you're doing great, by the way. <laughs> nah, he's a pile of shit. And then they go to <laughs> and the Gemshit Temple, and here they meet Anubis. Yeah, Anubis. And Anubis is like, give me and some light. And he looks like the Egyptian Anubis, like the big like cat. The big, yeah, the jackal. Jackal. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. <laughs> it's a jackal. It's a jackal. So what is he trying to get that this Anubis is guarding? From the scientist? The key? The key to what? I don't know. Okay. To, to the behind the door. The key that they will reveal later on on his... Is office. he trying to get keys to open those big steel doors from the beginning? No. Oh. I thought it was like... like Those keys, those don't have to do anything. Those thought it was like the, getting stuck keys, in the water temple. Keys so that he won't get stuck in Castle Quest. <laughs> oh, okay. So then he punches a guy. He says, that's a kiss. That right from Mike Tyson. And he beats the shit out of... Uh, See, it's not 1970s Batman, right? He made a Mike Tyson reference. Yeah, because yeah, of the new Easter egg that they just found in Punch-Out. <laughs> and, oh, and I'm dating the podcast. And oh, he, no. And he beats the shit out of Anubis. And Anubis is like... Will that be timely now? Gods, attend me. And then the, a big hippo shows up. And he's like... And he's yeah, like, why is this big hippo here? And he's like... That bad thing struck me foully. He's half your size. He has magic skin. So now there's all these anthropomorphic animals fighting him. This is truly Zootopia 2, Revenge of the Sloth. Yeah. And, and then he's like, what's what going on? Engineer Anderson, we are sorely vexed by this, by this attack. Arr. And, and Batman's like, pirates? Good, roll your head off, you big, fat, genetic freak accent. <laughs> no, that was your mother, wasn't it? Whoa! I don't die my mother, mother, you costume clown. Rawr. Yeah, I don't know why Batman's bringing the mothers into this. Yeah. And so it turns out these guys were genetic freaks from his world, and they come down here and pretend to be gods. gods. Yeah. And okay. They also snuck into the Batcave and yeah. found their way to the other world. Yeah, so they're Art Vandalay and whatever name you said from Dodgeball. So, so this is the first time we learned about them ever... Also, I guess again, let's start with another new Adam story, and and here we learn that they became gods down here. I don't know. He does like the opposite of what James Robinson does in Cry for Justice, where he over-explains everything. Neil Adams doesn't explain anything, 
We can't tell if these are new characters. We can't even tell if these characters were in earlier in the story. Or if they had tails. Or if they had tails. So, so then, uh, Batman shows up and he's like, I have the key. And he says, oh yeah, by the way, Robin's down here. And he's like, and then Batman has the key and the hippo's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, Batman. And Lupus is like, hang on, old friend. He has the key. He has a friend of the gods. He has the key. He has the key. And he just beats the shit out of the hippo guy. <laughs> this key is very super important that if you have it, you can't fight him whatsoever. For our listeners at home, every time Sly did the Anubis voice, he put up the devil horns like a rock and roller. <laughs> To represent Anubis's ears, <laughs> going towards Osiris, the sun god. And this is where it turns out that um, Sensei gives Batman a call and says, "We have Robin." And uh, calls him on his iPhone. I think they're FaceTiming, actually. <laughs> they are, right? It's a video chat. I guess so. It's a Skype call. <laughs> and then, um, and then he's like, "You come to my house, Batman." You come into my house. You fuck my wife. <laughs> And he's like, you come here, and we will fight again, and you kill me, I guess. And Batman's like, blah, blah, pratter on, you small-minded fool, and he blows up Robin. The press of the button. <laughs> he hits the button, and he explodes Robin. And Anubis is like, you you blew Robin up. We have a port work ahead, life and death work. He put himself right in the way. I told him not to come here. And, and one guy that was next to Robin is clearly dead, and another guy... His arm has been exploded off, and he's bleeding to death. And he's like, I'm dying, help me, oh my god, my arm. So, later on, Batman says, I can't kill. He just kills those two guys. Oh, definitely. Those guys are dead. Oh, they're definitely dead. And so, next issue opens with Batman talking to the mysterious figure from last time. And Batman giving some vitamin C to the, to the guy. Vitamin C pills. Vitamin C pills. I don't know why I corrected that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and the guy, because you know, the guy, the guy they reveal later on needs vitamin C pills. Yeah, definitely. Are you following the clues? So, so far, he listens to Batman, he is surprised by coffee machines, he has bandages on his hands, and he needs vitamin supplements. I don't understand that. And he asked Batman to put a shirt on. Uh, knowing who this guy is at the end, I don't understand the vitamin supplements. I don't understand any of it. Why did he ask Batman to put a shirt on? Hint, in one of our previous episodes, they, he would never ask Batman to put a shirt on. <laughs> I, I just realized the name is clear. They, do, they, they explain some dialogue later on. The reason why Anubis fights the hippo is because the dead man enters his body after he gave him the key. Yeah, duh. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and Batman's like, I knew it was dead man because he's right-handed. Oh, yeah, and then Robin yeah. shows up, and he's like, I'm alive. And Batman's like, I had a bullshit device that it's an armor that Robin wears around it his It only ca- explodes outwards. It's like, he basically compares it to, like, being in the eye of the storm. I That's how explosions work. Do you know what would have better? Yeah. Like a claymore. Like like a... like What's a claymore again? It's Isn't a it? thing that, like, it, it explodes outwards. It's like a military thing. Oh, it's okay. Like a, you, it's like a tripwire type device. I thought it was a big sword. That makes so much sense, Joe. You can't have that here. Is there a big sword that has a name like Claymore? Yes, in uh, Final Fantasy. It's called Claymore, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm thinking okay. Fantasy Star Online, but whatever. Okay. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> you fucking yeah. nerd. I'm yeah, like, I like me and my, my Final Fantasy habits. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, so then they, they, they're they like, oh, we got to go stop Sensei. They get some dinosaurs. More dinosaur riding. Joe's favorite thing. There's so much You're dinosaur just an anti-dino. Riding. I'm not... I just I want them to do other stuff in this book. Anti reptile. Is that good? Batman. Yeah. That's what I said before. You fucking stole my Did joke you? now. Yes, you yeah. fucking oh. piece of shit. Here's the thing. I said anti. I said anti dinite. Anti reptile is better. You're right. Oh my god. Just are you, are you done just, with your with your with your joke? No. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. ha. <laughs> what do you got, Joe? <laughs> I don't want to go now. Um, <laughs> no, just like in the first part, Batman does so many different things, and in this one, he just rides around on like 
giant bats and dinosaurs. You're right. This is awesome. I miss the variety of of part one. That was the most excited for this one too. He's like, "Don't spoil anything for me." I think he hyped up too much himself. He's like, "I don't think I did because I didn't know what to expect." No, you said, "Is there dinosaurs the next one's gonna be great?" Oh my god, there's dinosaurs in this one. Fucking hell. No, but I like. I didn't think it was just gonna be dinosaurs. Yeah, it's not dinosaurs. There's also trolls. Joel, there's also trolls. And gnomes. And gnomes. Why? Wow, Sly really doesn't want to. You really don't like gnomes, gnomes don't do you? Actually, I uh, yeah, fuck gnomes. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Hardline stance. If Sorry the to any, to any gnome viewers <laughs> we have, um, and gnome listeners is what I meant. Sorry. Apologies. Sorry, David, David the gnome. But your divisive issues does not say no to gnomes. <laughs> Uh, so then they start opening fire on... Make uh, gnomes great again. On the... <laughs> they start opening fire on the fucking guy... On the Roz's men. And they're like, fucking dinosaurs, we're not ready for this fight. And I love that you use your voice as if you're reading re- specific dialogue. You're like, fucking dinosaurs! Oh yeah, by the way, whenever I'm cursing, that's not what they're saying, but... A lot of stuff is what they're saying. And and then uh, they're like, what do we do here? And Batman's like, lie down, idiots, and just punches him in the face. <laughs> and then... Uh, Bam is like, I got it. I can't kill it. Well, everyone else is like unloading heavy artillery on these guys with Gatling guns and stuff. Yeah. And then they keep fighting, fighting, fighting. This is where it gets boring because I can't. There's no, not a single notable thing here until they. There's they, a lot. There's a lot of just fighting. Yeah, it's like, I, there is. There's a lot of like fighting and just like dying. That's it. I felt like there was so much more actual substance in part one. Yeah. And this one, it it is like. Once I got over the initial sh- like the initial shock of like, oh, that's so cool, was riding dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah, and then it just he just rides dinosaurs a lot. And I would be to go back to what you said earlier. The fighting would be way more interesting and fun if he wasn't talking so much. There's so much dialogue. If, yeah, if Neil Adams just no kind of let the art tell the story. Yeah, and the art's like very good in this. Like, I really like his art still. Yeah. yeah, it's almost better if you were to read this if you just like ignored the words in some parts yeah. and just let the art tell the I story. I feel like the pages that I zoned out. I was like really enjoying. So um, then they meet these guys. Like, take us to your uh, gnome leader, and one guy's like, "I won't do it." So they break both his arms, and the guy's like, "Ow, my arms!" And he walks. With his they arms. really beat the shit out of this guy. They snap the bones in his arm. Yeah, they don't like this guy. He's walking around with both his arms flying around because they're both <laughs> broken. And <laughs> they meet the gnome king. <laughs> they talk. Is it the gnome king this time? I think so. Yes. They talk, talk. By the way, he has a pharaoh symbol on his head. I don't understand it. Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's a metaphor. Oh, yeah. Norm King has a woman and... Uh, With the the purple Batman's Talia. Papa Miss Talia. or whatever. I don't know. I, I forgot Purple Talia. Talia. Purple Talia. And the Batman's like, Talia, so much has happened. I need time to talk to you. You mean like a day? Sure, a day. I, I love that Talia's still going for it hardcore no yeah. matter what the situation. Uh, she wants a big old smooch. <laughs> she wants a ring is what you want. And then they fight the, the gnomes are like fuck fuck you we're gonna kill you all. <laughs> the gnomes are just like oh fuck. Well, 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 well son of king gnome is like okay son of king gnome is like kill them this will it's, not it's stand. Like, it's like we're gonna totally go back on our word. Did yeah. they say he's the son and, or did they yeah say they say kill for the prince death for the strangers. Oh uh, okay. But, but like you have to be paying attention really hard to realize the connection that they're saying death for the prince and he's our leader and the, the gnome king kills him. And I think our listeners know by now that I am not paying a hard, I'm not paying hard attention. <laughs> yeah. So then they fight, fight, fight. Uh, gnome king is like... The king stabs the sun. Yeah, the king stabs yeah. the sun. So you couldn't tell that's a prince? Are you saying all gnomes look the same, Sly? Yeah. Fucking Great. gnomes. <laughs> it's exactly like David the gnome. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Don't you disparage David the Gnome. I have no idea what David the Gnome looks like. He looks like the Lawn Gnomes. I'm just picturing like David Cross. That's like a gnome. So, that, 
David the David the Gnome reboot starring David Cross. Yes. It'll be a, a good follow-up to his work on the Smurf series. Share a universe with G.I. Amish. It's going to happen. <laughs> so um, then the king's like, I, I, I say my word. And my word is my bond, so I had to kill my prince, king, whatever. His hey, son. Son, whatever. And the Batman's like, oh. And Robin's like, you know, chief, I'm not so sure coming here is such a great idea after all. Why did you come here? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. So now, Taya and uh, Batman argue about the king. Batman's like, that, guy, that king's a piece of shit. And Taya's like, he's not that bad. Yeah, Batman once again criticizing someone for being, like, too much of a murderer. Yeah, Taya's yeah. like, he is the king and his word is law. To help the law, he killed his son. Perhaps the boy won't die. Trolls have very different anatomy. He stabs him in the heart. Gallbladder, actually. And then... Oh, Talia, master of gnome anatomy. <laughs> then they fight the rock, the legendary beasts of legend. Wait, the rock? Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson? ROC. The Rock says. The Rock. The Rock says. There's always say this about saying The Rock. Okay, Dwayne Johnson. Fight Dwayne Johnson. Beat Dwayne Johnson. I'm going to say Dwayne Johnson instead of the giant mythical bird. Yeah. So they, they destroyed Legendary Beast of Legend in, in two panels, and uh, Purple Batman is like, holy shit, I never could do that this whole time. I became Batman because I didn't kill my family. What the fuck? I don't even remember reading that. Basically, he just, said, he just says, it's part of the reason I became I'll tell for another day, friend. Basically, I'm saying I don't give a shit. What you have oh to wait, say. does Neil Adams think he's gonna get a fucking third miniseries? I like that uh, Pro Batman's about to open up about his past, and Batman's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Shut up. Go, go, go. This, this has already been too long. Six issues of this shit. Come on. Yeah, I'm running out of time. Six issues at this point. It's they're like twelve issues in. Now, finally, the guy Batman's talking to is pointing out Plaho, saying, "Wait, wait, wait! You never said what we actually spoke to the fucking yeah. sensei." Here, tell two things: the uh, um, the conversation with the sensei, and what the hell the key was for. Yeah. yeah. So then Batman's like, "I'm gonna go by myself down where the key opens, and it's like a waterfall place." And here he meets a cyclops. Oh my god! Can I please tell you about this? Scott. Scene? I want to be the one to tell you about this scene. He's like, um, so it's a big cyclops. Scott. <laughs> and he's like, and he says, oh, he calls him Batman, and he says, you are more than a Cyclops monster. Don't point at me, Sly. You, you are a monster, <laughs> Ryan. You are more than a Cyclops monster. You are intelligent, civilized, and a telepath. And and Cyclops is like, how the fuck did you know that? You call me Batman. Only telepaths are known Batman. But they have the internet down yes, there. Yes, they have the internet down <laughs> there. But not behind that door, though, that no one's open with that key. So... <laughs> At this point, the Cyclops goes, In 20 seconds, impossible. I will pluck this scheme from your mind, and I will undo it. You are mad in... What? What? You'll use a Henway to defeat me? A Henway? What's a Henway? And Batman goes... About two and a half pounds! Why do you ask? <laughs> it turns a bright spotlight into his eye, and it pierces his brain. Yeah. And then Batman beats the shit out of him and leaves. Basically, he was thinking stupid thoughts. <laughs> and from his family. This is a joke yeah. that I have told so many times. <laughs> I'm just like, you got some up dog on your shoulder. What's up dog? Nothing much. How about you? <laughs> and he fucking beats the Cyclops by making, tricking him into saying, what's a hen? <laughs> and then, then the Batman's like, uh, then, Batman's like, I'm gonna kill your dad. Uh, to basically, the wife and kid, the Cyclops show up. Yeah, after like after he like he restrains the Cyclops, the Cyclops calls for like his family. And, <laughs> yeah. and Batman's like, I'm gonna murder you in front of your family. And and, and the Cyclops is like, I'm a telepath. I read his mind, and he's gonna murder me. And the kid's like, I read his mind. He's not gonna murder you. And Batman's like, the kid was smarter, so he realized the truth more than his dad. And like, okay, yeah. the Cyclops is like, don't but don't back talk me, boy. If the dad is dumb enough to fall for a pun while reading the pun teller's mind, he's obviously a moron. 
And so, so and then they flash back to what they were saying while they were fighting. When he said one v one me, you say I knew of NVM G two G. Now they're gonna flash back and tell that conversation. Batman says, "I cannot give you death or life." And since it's like, "But I can give you death," and so I am more worthy. So they're one up each other. Yeah. Who can kill the other one? And basically, basically, Sensei wants Batman to kill him, and he says, "If you don't kill me, I'm gonna kill a bunch of people." Right? That's yeah. pretty much the whole like Talia. conversation. Like Talia. Like Talia. And then they climb back up to the surface, I guess, and Batman explains that Ra's al Ghul was behind the whole thing because Sensei didn't have the plan, and he realized this during the fight with yeah. Sensei. He realized that like while Sensei was threatening Talia, he didn't necessarily have her in his possession. And yeah. Ra- Ra's al Ghul's one actually ordered her and, and there's one other character left in the story. Yeah. Who so Ra's al Ghul kidnapped them to try to goad Batman into killing the Sensei. Yes, he's kind of instigated this big battle between yeah. them. Because he's Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, yeah. so... Batman talks to the. No, hey, now, now this is when this is actually the one reveal in the book that I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, the Razzle one. I was about to say the reveal of who this guy Batman speaking to. It's, it's Superman. <laughs> they reveal it casually. They just cut to Superman sitting there saying, "Oh, hey, Batman." It's almost like they cut back and didn't realize the camera was on. Yeah. Because he's like supposed to be off panel, and he goes off panel again. Yeah, and they treat it like just, a surprise later on. Yeah. So they just cut to Clark Kent, and like. He's just there, and he's like, "Oh, this is a crazy interview." Yeah, and so Batman explains. Um, uh, so we're in the last issue now. Yeah. So then Batman mm-hmm. says, talks about killing for like a page, saying, uh, "I never uh, kill. I have to kill." The, the I don't lesson kill. I learned is if I can find a way, any way, not to kill, that'll be my choice. And give that choice, I will never kill. And but so, he's but he's also like, but if I had to kill, like to save an innocent or something. But I then he say. says, "I'll give that choice. Uh, it doesn't matter if I have to kill because I'll find a way not to kill." He, what he says basically. It's really hard to. F- figure out if he wants to kill somebody. Yeah, Batman is like, if, if I had to kill Save Innocent, I would. But, but said, I'd find another way because I'm Batman. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah so that's Essentially, that's... That's exactly that's, what yeah. he says. Like, almost, like, like I would be willing to kill if I had to, but I will never have to Yeah, because I'm, I'm Batman. Batman. Yeah. Because I'm Batman. When Neil Adams took a page to like kind of like write out, I kind of summed up in two sentences. Yeah. And then they show up to, they show up to uh, Ra's al Ghul and Ra's al Ghul's like, it's like, uh, Talia, you're safe. And he's like, um, I'm, I'm <laughs> this safe. This is my favorite voice yet. Yeah. <laughs> Ross will go vo- voiced by Sean Connery. Voiced by uh, Bane. <laughs> uh, I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or your body, Talia. And uh, Talia's like, I'm safe because my beloved crush, my kidnappers. Kidnappers and my father paid. My father paid. And she punches, punches him in the face. He punches him in the face. No, Here's no, another no. gift from Mike Tyson. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and Batman's like, "You scum!" I, I feel like the word. Wait, of... that was the Batman voice. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it was. Continue. <laughs> you scum, Talia says. But um, <laughs> I noticed "you scum" seems to be the word of this comic. Like, new times I've said call people scum and yeah. pieces of shit. Not pieces of shit. <laughs> That's what I like to do. I like that word. And then this gets comical because Kylie the piece punches again. Then she takes an urn and she's going to bash uh, Ra's over the head of the urn and, and, until Batman just takes it from her. It's like a husband taking away like the rolling pin from the wife yeah. when she yeah. runs at the kid. But it's an urn. Yeah. It, it's, it's like his parents' urn? Is probably. That... It's filled with his parents' fucking ashes, <laughs> yeah. I bet. Martha. <laughs> and so they explain to him like, oh yeah, your plan didn't work. Batman's do kill Sensei. Sensei's gonna kill you now. Eat shit, Raza Ghoul. But he told the League that they're at Batman's house. Yeah, but, but he, yeah. That, he reveals that later. And, um... No, he reveals that before. Yeah, he says, like, I told they're on their way. No, he's like, he's like, which one? But he's like, fighting with the Sensei. He's like, your father's at some rich person's house. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then, uh, so then... It's really, it's a throwaway line, but, like, it's there. 
And Razagul's like, oh, is, is everyone leaving now? Everyone's just gonna fucking ditch me, says Razagul. And Bam's like, I got nothing, and he leaves. <laughs> you can just fuck right off. Yup, and then walks out of the room. <laughs> and then, um, Alfred gives uh, Razagul tea. Razagul's like, thank you, Alfred. You're the only one that understands me. I love you. And this, Does Alfred understand him? I, he, I think Razagul thinks he does. I think he says something like, oh yeah, Alfred, the only mature person who will understand. In time, they will see. I doubt very much that, sir. Says Alfred, <laughs> and then they, then Bam explains they told the League of Assassins to come here, and Razagul killed the League of Assassins off panel. So the entire reveal was pointless. The entire Razagul's entire presence is pointless because Razagul never punches for his crimes. Bam, Bam's like Batman's like I I told him where you are so you could get punished for what you did. And Razagul's like Yeah, I killed everyone like one page one page. Yeah, I, I'm ooh, ouch, Batman, yeah. ow. <laughs> he also sorts out his relationship like with Robin. Also, yeah. like, quickly off panel. Yeah, the whole Robin like kind of being distrustful of Batman kind yeah. of gets put put to bed. And then but they got quickly. they leave a note saying, and Batman reads it saying, "The final challenge, same bat time, same no, this bat is, channel." This, this is actually the end of issue. Six. Yeah. So this is issue six. Yeah. And now the final issue. Final issue goes. He goes back to Arkham. He goes back to Arkham. They fight some trolls to get. Are they trolls? They are trolls. Oh, resident expert. Joe, are they trolls or are they gnomes? They are trolls. They are... They are blue. Blue skin is trolls. No, they're gnomes! Oh my god, I'm fucking wrong! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> they're gnomes! <laughs> they're blue! It's not fair! It's not fair! It's the lighting. It's too bad. They're gnomes. And then then they fight, They go back to where they, they, uh, they fought Sensei last time with all the... Uh, arc, uh, the go- uh, Batman rolls. So it has play. the same setting for the finale as the first miniseries. Yeah. Yes. So the, what was the point of everything that happened? What was like the, point the, the Odyssey? closing in and on itself. What was the point of the Odyssey? They could just end the. F- you had to travel to get knowledge. In the Odyssey, he, he, had, he had to go to the underworld to get knowledge, and then return. And then to go to d- Jupiter to get more stupider. No, but like like a, the classic Odyssey story is like every and every kind of classic. Literature, the hero's journey. You have to go to the underworld to obtain some knowledge that you couldn't get. Uh, the knowledge that you kill, I guess. So the knowledge is is essentially that. Razzle Razzle Omega, yeah. The problem is, is it takes six issues of dinosaur writing for Batman to realize this. Yeah, it actually makes it more profound because he realizes <laughs> he can, he cannot kill, and his mission is to kill Sensei. So he comes back saying, "I cannot kill you." So it's a deep. But story. that's what he said at the beginning too. Oh yeah, but but he yeah. would kill Sensei if he had to to save an innocent but he, life. But he, he will always be the choice because he's Batman. Yeah. So then then they fight six so, issues. Sensei's like, I want one v one me again, noob. <laughs> and then and then then this time in front of all the Batman rogues. For the record, the gorilla with the baseball cap is still there. Well, he's my favorite one. Well, now we have the hippo and the Anubis fighting too. It's not as weird. <laughs> not as weird. Not as weird. And then so I want to fight. Uh, uh, Sensei punches Batman in the spine, and Batman catches his fist with, with his, his shoulder blade. With his shoulder blade, and he uses his shoulder blade to flip Sensei. I'm pretty sure he can't do that. In but he's Batman. I'm Batman. He'd find a way. He'd find Just a like way. he'd find a way not to kill. Life I would never me. catch someone's arm with my shoulder blades unless I had to. Because I'm yeah. Batman. So then they fight, fight, fight. And, um, this is weird. Bam, um, oh, this is weird, says Sly. And he's like, uh, Sensei, you have ma- a great knowledge of man- for many years of study. Too many years for you to catch up. My glory and my curse. Your weakness too, Sensei. I have no weakness. You have two. Oh? Why not five or ten? Two. What? <laughs> Only two. 
And his weakness is, you have so many skills. You can only use two one at a time. So I am your equal. That's not how that fucking works. You don't that's use skills at one at a time. That's not how that works. <laughs> He's not the fucking hyper-adaptoid. So what happens is, after he shoulder throws him, he... he, he if you ever watch Three Stooge or any like Marx Brothers skit where a person hides behind somebody and shadows them basically, and the person like turns around, and is like where do you go? Where do you go? Like yeah, that's what that's what uh, Sensei does to Batman. Like it's, it's like a it's like a comedy skit where Batman he basically shadows Batman's movements and Batman's trying to look, right, look circle around repeatedly looking for for Sensei and Sensei's just right behind him. They're one degree away from them looking into the mirror and yeah. emulating the like the old Groucho routine. That, that is uh, that is one of the uh, big centerpieces of the fight scene. And Sensei says, "You see, I am better than you because I can do that." See, I, I can do it. I can do the three stooges bit on you. <laughs> He's, and Batman says, "You do that for an audience, but this is serious." Well, I, what? What? And uh, so then he's like, "Oh, your second weakness is that you're, you have rage, and you suck when you're raging." And <laughs> <laughs> you suck because your face. I is thought stupid. he had a third weakness. No, he, he says I should have a third weakness, and Batman's like, "No, you only have two. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it." He definitely <laughs> has a third weakness that Batman mentions really soon. Ah, uh, let me see. That he. It's a it's secret slowing weakness. down. Yeah, so he, he's slower than he was the first and second. No, time he, he, says, he says your rage because your rage. Uh, no, his age. Your age. Oh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. He says your age. Your age is your weakness. You are. I'm an idiot. Yeah, his age. Why? Why am I reading this fucking story? Oh, it's so great. And Bra- Raza Ghoul is like, oh, you have to kill him. Uh, would, would you rather have this monster as master or me? And Robin's like, neither, you big old bag of chips. <laughs> I want to start calling people big old bag of chips. Big old bag of chips. I guess, I guess, Razzagul is all that in the bag of chips. <laughs> and uh, so then it flashes back to their fight in the Underworld, which is not finished yet. And they talk about how uh, you, can, you can give me the answer to the greatest puzzle of all. You're deaf, a greater thing. I ask you a straight question in a game whose stakes are life and death for hundreds, thousands of people, and you give me gibberish. And I'm like, Batman, you realize that now? Yeah, Neil Adams, that's how I feel. <laughs> I ask you a straight question. What's this book about? And you give me gibberish. Yeah. So then Batman, Batman grabs uh, Ra- uh, Sensei by the neck and says, uh, To all of you, this is no game, and this is not a clown. Like, you know, basically, reference to all my enemies are clown. This is not a clown. Yeah. And you think all the enemies in the jail cells felt like just like when like oh like shrug their shoulders that Batman put them down. This is an assassin. He has killed many people by his own choice. No more. No more in my city. New rules. Robin in my cape. The pocket. The gun. And uh, I'm not I- gonna lie. I think this scene is really cool. Unironically, I think this scene is cool. And um. Robin uh, tosses him the gun, saying, "Okay, boss." And Demon's like, okay, no. Bruce. "And Demon's like, oh my god, it's happening! It's a real gun! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And Batman shoots uh, Sensei right through the chest and from behind. He like a, has him in like a headlock. It's like a pistol, but it explodes his chest by the way. And it's, it's like, a full double page spread. It's yeah. like a, it's like a chest burster from Aliens. Like, yeah. This this gun does so much damage. All the all the Batman's enemies are looking at this like, "Oh my fucking god!" And this the, is like two pages. He done whacked. It, it's two pages yeah. of every Batman villain being like. Whoa! What the yeah, fuck just Clayface happened? is like, yes, dot dot dot. No. Yeah. 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 The best. And they're like, but yeah. you're, but you're Batman. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And he's like, new rules. If you must, you can kill each other and be punished. 
that is for the system to work out. But if you kill a civilian or an officer of the law, I will track you down. I will find you, and I will kill you dead. So Batman basically really puts the fear of God in these assholes. And my favorite's the Joker goes, that, that wasn't funny. I think that's cool. That it's like the first time Joker hasn't been just mocking this whole thing. Yeah. So basically Batman, uh, now everyone thinks Batman kills people too if they fuck with him too much. Yeah. And now it turns out, actually, he didn't kill Sensei. He turned into a baby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. do, 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 do you want to talk about that scene since you like it so much? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, during his discussion with the Sensei, Batman and him come to an agreement. Like, I'll give you what you want if you give me what I want. And, like, we can work out a deal. So the deal that he works out with the sensei is, I will let you... We'll get to what he gives to the sensei, but the sensei offers him, I will make your enemies fear you. Because they don't think you're ever going to kill anybody. So he fakes this death with him, using the same bombs that he put on Robin. And what he offers sensei, which is now no longer the scene that I think is really cool, (laughs) he gives him this potion... That turns him into a baby, and he gives... Oh, it might be a Lazarus Pit thing. Yeah. It looks like Lazarus you, Pit. If you drink so much, you turn to a baby? I guess, I don't he know. Never, it's never straight it's out never mentioned. But then he gives him he gives him away to a new couple who's looking to adopt. And it's just like that episode of Doctor Who in Season 1. Yeah. <laughs> where it's basically like a nature versus nurture kind of thing, where the sensei wanted a new chance to not be an asshole with a real family instead of Ra's Ghoul training him to be like an assassin sensei ninja. Yeah, and he's, his memory gets wiped, so he's going to have a fresh start. And his memory yeah. gets wiped. And I actually find this to be kind of a neat ending. Even though the baby thing is ridiculous, it's actually like kind of tying it up in a bow that I did not expect it to at no, all. No, like the, uh, the gunshot thing I thought was interesting, it's cool because you're never going to see that in mainstream Batman story. Yeah. So why not have it here? Yeah. And then the baby thing I thought was... It was cute, you know? Like, like yeah. I wasn't it was literally su- cute because it's a baby. No, I, I wasn't super, like, in love with it, but I was like, oh, this is this is a interesting way to resolve this issue yeah. without Batman killing him. Because basically what it does yeah. is it makes you reflect... Joe loves this comic, by the way. It makes you reflect back on the story as, like, oh, this whole story is kind of about... Just about how Ra's al an asshole. Yeah. And this is someone who... He wants a second chance at life. Y- yeah, but it's someone who's so affected by Ra's being an asshole, and he wants a second chance, exactly but as Joe Ra- said. Yeah. never gets punched for being an asshole. That's true. Nope. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's I'm saying it actually... I'm saying it's perfect, Ryan. <laughs> but hey, remember acts... that subplot yeah. where Ra's al Ghul and the Waynes knew each other? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But it actually has an ending that I was satisfied with. Okay. Which, a story like this, I never expect a satisfying ending. So, and the final scene is, they reveal ba- uh, Superman is the guy Batman is narrating the story to again. <laughs> and Superman's really excited because he's like, this is Pulitzer Prize in the material, bud. I have to wait till you're dead, Batman. Then I'm going to cash in right away. Hot dog. I'm going to screw over Robin and Alfred and everyone else is still alive, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so he gets ready and Batman's like, um, aren't you going to do that thing? What thing? That swoosh thing, you know. Oh, sure. And Robin's like, all right. That swoosh thing. And then Robin's like, he's going to do that swoosh thing. He's going to do that swoosh thing. And the last panel is Superman's flying away, and it's, it's a text verb saying swoosh. <laughs> so before we get to final judgments, I want to tell you my theory. I think that Batman is playing a prank on Superman and telling him a crazy, bizarre, bullshit story so that he writes this article after Batman dies and looks like a fucking idiot. 
That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I was going to rate this comic a 9 out of 10. You just made a 10 out of 10. So Batman is going to die, and as he his, takes his last breath, he knows Superman's going to be disowned as a reporter and be made a mockery of by everyone because I told him this stupid fucking nonsense. <laughs> this is a real Batman v Superman. This is a better Batman v Superman. So you, got, you guys are on board with that? I'm on board with that. <laughs> So, final judgments. Joe first, because he hates the most. Um, and we're judging it now. We didn't do final judgments last week. We're doing it as a whole. Okay. The whole miniseries. Okay. Or, you know, all 13 issues. All right. Um, this is weird, because I'll break it up in just use the first part. I'd give, like, a 9 out of 10. Okay. Because it's crazy and insane, but it's just so damn entertaining. Yeah. Uh, this one, I'd have to give, like, a 6 out of 10, because... It's long and drawn out, and it's the same thing over and over again. Um, it's still crazy, but like, I it wasn't like as over the top ridiculous as part one. Um, and you could, as I said before, I think you could you could kind of sum up like the first three issues into one sentence, yeah, and do it justice. It just it it wasn't as good for me this the back half. Um, although it does end satisfyingly. So on the whole, it's enjoyable. But you're definitely you're gonna get more in the first half of the story than you are in the second half. Is it a good bad that you would recommend? I could recommend the first half as like good bad. It's just it's really hard for me because the second half is you. very tough to get through. Um. But it definitely it leans more on the side of good bad yeah. than bad bad. It's a wacky, crazy, over the top take on Batman um, that we really don't see a lot of anymore. Um, yeah. Without going into the dark and gritty spectrum. He's taken so seriously now. That yeah. The fact that this came out in like 2011 is crazy. It's great. I think it's great. I I hope for more takes. I want more zany, over the top takes of of characters that you can just kind of read, laugh, and enjoy. Neil Adams is. Doing a Superman series. Fantastic. Like, soon. We, have, we, we still have, have to read his X-Men. We have to read his X-Men. Yeah. I definitely agree with Joe, but to a lesser extent. I thoroughly enjoyed the second half. I do think no, it dips fair. a little. But I think overall, it walks the line between good-bad and a book I actually kind of like. <laughs> no, there are parts that, like, the part was like, wait, no, stop. Why are you actually murdering them? Like, and he's like, well, that didn't go as planned. Yeah. Like, like I think crazy parts. overall... I'm not as I wasn't as bored in the second half. I think that if if you want something totally crazy, I was entertained the whole time. Yeah. So I would say that he, it's, he, it's, he gets so like whereas the worriness was I thought a strength almost a little bit. Yeah. In the first half, I thought it was a detriment in the I can second see that. half. So I would say it's a good bad, but there are parts that I genuinely unironically enjoyed. There's always a uh, uh, issue with good bad and a uh, boring bad. Where if the more a movie becomes an actually good movie, it becomes boring bad. Yeah. Where basically if it's competent too much, it becomes less funny. The first half is definitely good bad because it's so incompetent in character, dialogue, scene cohesion, uh, coherence, everything po- humanly possible to making a good story. Except maybe pretty art. Uh, but um, and even the art gets hard to follow, defeating the purpose of it in a lot of ways. But we all miss the tale. Yeah, and so. The second half becomes more of an actual story. In that case, becomes more competent. In that case, becomes a little bit more boring. But I do think it's uh, it still is good enough to recommend. Now, I, I think overall, I agree with Ryan more. Yes, that's fine. I I don't have any issues with that. Yeah, I don't think Joe is is. 
I'm like, not. Well, not, I'll never be on this podcast again. <laughs> this is a final episode of. Uh, he doesn't hate it as much as he hated the cruel way of dying. <laughs> no, you know that somehow tentacle sex escaped this one. So, and I, I'm grateful for it. So instead of the letters page, because we we try not to do letters when it runs real long, yeah. and we have a lot to talk about with the story, but um, there are two things I want to mention. One. I really want to say thanks to at Zachfig on Twitter because mm-hmm. he has suggested us a treasure trove of fantastic stories to do. <laughs> I'd say probably close to ten <laughs> that we're gonna like. Are some of them were already on the list, but they've now moved up, <laughs> and I I have had a great time looking into the stories that I wasn't super familiar with that he recommended. So keep them coming, <laughs> and if you guys have any suggestions, it's at Divisive Issues on Twitter. Or at the, the divisiveissues at gmail.com. And you could write us discussion questions because we're probably going to have some shorter episodes coming up. So we'll have some stuff like that. And uh, also the Facebook page, all that stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, and definitely uh, write us a review on iTunes if you guys like the show. We really, really appreciate all the feedback we've got. But that is by far the best way to let people know about the show and help us expand. And because uh, iTunes does it algorithmically, we really only need just a handful of reviews in one week to show up on the charts. So please do that. You guys are the best. Okay. So now, we all seem to recommend this book, but if you wanted to recommend something that maybe isn't quite so bizarre, what would you recommend that is in the same vein or just whatever you feel like? You want to go first? Joe? I do. Um, All Star Batman and Robin by That's, Frank Miller. I can yeah. totally get behind that. <laughs> this is another absurdist take on Batman uh, that is incredibly over the top and ridiculous. Um, and has some of the most quotable lines. Uh, That's where I'm the goddamn ever... Batman. That is. Are, are you dense? Are you retarded or something? Don't you know who I am? I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah. Uh, that is line for line what Batman first says to Robin when he meets him. While he's driving him While home he's... from his parents' death. Yes. And he punches him in the face, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it is ridiculous. It's over the top. Um, there's a great scene with Green Lantern that oh I love. God. and hold dear wonderful. to my heart. Um, and it's just, it is crazy. Uh, Jim Lee's on art. Jim Lee's art is, this is his peak. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's ridiculous and kind of a train wreck at times. I actually it's think it's a really apt comparison because I, when I read All-Star Batman and Robin, the first half, I loved the ride. I was like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. This is such a crazy interpretation. This is so much fun. And the second half, I thought got what you said about Odyssey really kind of boring it started the different takes started to get more like obnoxious and offensive yeah and i still think i would recommend the whole thing but it's very similar to odyssey in that regard that when you first get hit with these concepts you're like this is amazing and then it gets like okay it's getting kind of stale so i recommend uh reading daniel neal and neil adams batman uh, we said before Daniel Neal is the best uh, Bronze Age art, writer, probably. And Neil Adams is probably the definitive Bronze Age uh, artist. Uh, so seeing the two masters of the craft working on the book, it's a very special thing. And then and it will show you that Neil Adams is really great if you don't have if you don't have, let him script the book. Yeah, I mean that was also forty years ago. You would think a lot can happen in forty. You years. would think you will learn to write better. In 40 years. Tell that to almost every comic book writer. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Very good point. My recommendation, I'm not going to get super into it because it's a really long one. 
I would recommend Grant Morrison's Batman Run. <laughs> I know it's divisive. Not everybody loves it as it's much. It's a divisive as me. issue. Yeah, but Joe talked a lot about the reason why I'm recommending is because Joe talked a lot about how this kind of goes. I'm just ooing Ryan. I actually I don't mind the run. <laughs> there are parts Ooh, I ser- this man. There are parts I certainly don't love about the run, but there are parts that I think are brilliant. So it's like Joe said with Odyssey. You feel like it's kind of going through eras of Batman. It starts with the gun, Golden Age stuff, goes mm-hmm. into campy alien, like crazy alien Silver Age stuff. Grant Morrison's run does that, in my opinion, a lot more competently and has a full narrative structure. That the, he goes through the stages of Batman's life, but more in a sense of maturity of the character, where when it starts, he's kind of like an immature child about how he views Batman. He hits an adolescent run where he's a lot more fun, and like it's more of like a teen book almost and then there's a much more mature epilogue that deals more with like taking on responsibility and stuff and it goes through every era of batman in a way that i find fascinating and does at times feel like a crazy acid fever dream much like odyssey (laughs) especially like odyssey yeah i i would be surprised if part of grant morrison's batman doesn't end up on this show at some point I think I think there are spots that could that could work its way on. For Maybe sure. the part when he gets a fifth dimensional uh, imp to direct him while he's a crazy homeless purple Batman. Or the Snip episode. Issue. Oh, that issue's terrible. <laughs> so all of Grant Morrison's Batman run except Batman Inc. Volume One Number Eight. <laughs> so cool. So I I loved talking to you guys about this story. Oh, this was uh, this was a trip and a half for sure. And thank you guys for joining us on that crazy journey through Batman Odyssey. I've been Ryan Lynch. I've been Purple Batman. Um, God, I have some other. I'm, I'm a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay in continuity. You gotta pay the troll toll if you wanna get into that boy's hole. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. You want the baby boy's hole? You gotta pay the troll toll. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in.